0: All right, and this is the first episode of The world's of Trivia. I'm Jesse. I'm Mike. And we're going to be talking about everything under the sun and above the sun and inside the sun. right now, we're going to go ahead and uh, decide who would win a fight between Superman and Batman, and flip the coin. Mike has Superman. I have Batman. And Mike's going to
1: it. Well, first of all, it's pretty obvious Superman would win. He's an alien. He has super strength. He can fly. And, uh, thing, Alf doesn't have super strength. And he doesn't have heat vision. Cold breath. He can't make time go backwards. Like Superman can. Uh, as far as a, an- another wa- wider way, array, of, uh, superhumanly powers. So the thing
0: about the whole, the whole making time go backwards is that's not a that typical function of Superman's powers. It's something he did in the movie. And it's not something he just does whenever he feels like it. So that's more of a story art kind of power.
1: So are many of his powers. Uh, he has a lot of situational powers that come into use any time that suits him.
0: But you see, he won't be able to think of doing any of that when he's dying from the kryptonite that uh, Batman's pull like, his utility belt.
1: See, but Batman has to be able to pull it out first. It is a known fact that Superman is faster than the Flash.
0: But we all know that Batman will uh, know that Superman's playing long before he gets there. because it's Batman so it's to be like
1: that. But Superman knows everything. He has super hearing, x-ray vision. He will know it bef- as soon as Batman even thinks about it.
0: He doesn't have psychic powers,
1: right? He might if the situation suits him.
0: No, no, that had not been previously
1: revealed before. That's a new point. I'll give you that. But uh, even if Batman can think of the Kryptonite, he won't be able to get to it before Superman can stop him. So
0: basically, here's what's going to happen: Superman is going to come along, and Batman will be waiting for him. The kryptonite, maybe in a Kryptonite fortress, for all we know. Batman's
1: good like that. Do you think Superman will be stupid enough to go to a Kryptonite fortress?
0: If he's angry enough, yes.
1: See, I think Superman would play the waiting game, you know, he would just let Bruce sit in there and wait him out until he dies.
0: What the hell has Superman ever played a waiting game before? He would. So every time we've ever actually seen these two duke get out in comics, Batman always wins. As in Hush, and the Dark Knight returns, Dark Knight strikes again.
1: Batman always has health. He's never won a one on one fight.
0: Maybe that's one of his accesses that he use in this as well. You know, he has a network. Part of his capability is part of what he does.
1: This is a mono-a-mono a mono fight, my friend. One-on-one, fisticuffs, he has no chance. Even with all his fancy gadgets.
0: It's not going to come to fisticuffs, because before Superman gets to punch Batman, if Captain Knight has already been established, we'll take him out.
1: Okay, even if he's on a kryptonite fortress, Superman has fought on a Kryptonite island before and won. A whole island made out of Kryptonite.
0: Superman's altruistic
1: tendencies will not allow him to fight what Sonic's best friend, and it will cause him a moment of doubt. We've all seen the fact that he will fight Batman if it comes to it when he's being brainwashed by Poison Or if he thinks he's working for the good of the American government, like he was in The Dark Knight Returns. He will do it without hesitation.
0: Okay, I'll concede
1: that to you. Okay. Now, Batman being the single smartest person in the DCU. I wouldn't know about that. I mean, I think Mr. Terrific and a couple other people, have th- Brainiac, has a thing to say about being the smartest person in the uh, DCU. Person. But Mr. Terrific is. That Hank might make his own Draniac. We've seen that with the Omok project, and we saw how well that turned out.
0: Alright, so we're kind of getting off
1: track
0: here. Let's see. So let's say this actually plays out, and they get into some sort of physical fight. Superman. Let's say that the the kryptonite is involved,
1: because it will be. That
0: is not going to fight Superman without kryptonite. which is not going to happen. I'll give you that. And let's say that it severely weakens Superman, but still allows him to fight. Batman will have every other possible guy will admit, and specifically for the situation, things
1: against him. Let's say that this match is predetermined. They both have time to prepare for it. Superman will go to his fortress and build up an imu- some type of immunity to kryptonite. Maybe it won't kill him. Maybe it'll it'll just lessen his powers a little bit. He'll he'll Superman will still have the upper hand.
0: When has Superman made
1: an immunity to kryptonite? <laughs> I don't know, but l- l- he has the ability to do that, so. That, no,
0: he it not. It's, it's ingrained into his DNA. He can't do that. It's his it's his curse. It's
1: it's a biological fact that if you're exposed to something long enough without it killing you, you will start to build up an immunity to it.
0: But the problem is, is that it would kill him under any circumstance. If you exposed yourself long enough to it for him to be able to develop an immunity, he'd be dead before it happened.
1: Alright, alright. I guess we'll just uh, call this a draw for now. And uh, we'll pick it up again last week and have people vote. next week? Yeah, next week. We'll pick it up again next week and have people vote to see who wins. Now, we just received some pretty devastating news on a rumor that Justin Bieber wants to play Robin in the new Batman movie. What are your thoughts? No, sir, I don't like it. And there you have it. So, uh, speaking of Batman... I say uh, let's review every Batman movie from uh, 1988 until now. Uh, 1988, pros and cons. I think uh, Michael Keaton, best Batman. That's incorrect. Uh, but the highlight
0: the movie is different. Jack Nicholson.
1: Jack Nicholson was great, very high point. Um, best Batman, okay, Bruce Wayne. I'll give you that.
0: Another problem that I've made is how, they, how much Tim Burton
1: creeped the Batman history. Yeah, Tim Burton doesn't really get the comic book uh, feel that much. Um, He he was definitely the downfall of that movie with Tim Burton. Uh, Batman Returns, pros and cons. Well, you
0: know, obvious. Overall... Choice in that the say, really
1: Michael the well, Michael Keaton was still oh. Batman in Batman Returns. I know, but now it
0: was on Danny DeVito and Michelle Spector. Both the excellent jobs and respected
1: While I do appreciate Danny DeVito's Penguin, I don't like that version. I don't think he's supposed to be a monster. He's supposed to be this. Wanting to be a gentleman, gangster. He's not a monster. This is Tim Burton
0: talking about
1: movies. Which, again, Tim Burton doesn't understand the comic book world. And uh, the introduction of Max Shrek, Christopher Walken's character, I think was a great touch, too. I mean, even though he's not canon, I think he was a great character. You don't remember Christopher Walken? It's about Max Shrek.
0: I a not seen that 15 years
1: all right, moving on. Batman Forever. Val Kilmer, I know, is your favorite. I will agree he did a decent job. Better Bruce Wayne as Michael Keaton, but not as good as a Batman.
0: Then we have the best in Gotham. Set-wise.
1: I agree. Joel Schumacher, despite all his flaws, really brought something to Gotham City.
0: It's kind of like a an easy-form-type like Gotham
1: I think it brought the Art Deco from the uh, Batman animated series into the movies a bit. Well, it, it had the uh, noir fear. They called it Dark Deco, I believe. Um, let's see here Tommy Lee Jones as Two Faced. Not a very good choice. Um, Jim Carrey as the Riddler, a bit over the top, but I, I agree, he was pretty good. No, he was really a little bit more calculated than that. He's
0: playing more of like a Joker type character wasn't
1: He was, he, he I, yeah, yeah. Tr- Riddler is very much more calculated, but he, I mean, it was an enjoyable character, I think.
0: No, I think Jim was very calculated much most things, except for serious movies, actually.
1: He is good in serious movies. I agree. Um, Truman Show, very good. Um, Robin, what do you think about the Robin? It beats Justin Bieber. <laughs> I think about everything beats Justin Bieber. Okay, moving on to Batman and Robin. Now, moving, moving on, <laughs> I think that's all that needs to be said about that movie. I'll just say Bat Nipples. Okay, on to the Nolan verse. Batman begins.
0: Okay, let's. Do it. <laughs>
1: All right, let's just skip the Nolan verse for now. Uh, next subject.
0: A little segment where we to talk about can we horror, sci-fi, and in the 80s and decide, and possibly argue, if it's a dreamy, or whether the really movie was intentionally camping or if it was so bad at it. Is. So let me start.
1: Okay, Critters. I think it's a good movie. Not even bad that it's good. I think it's a good movie.
0: Yeah, it was it intentionally ridiculous?
1: I don't think so. I think it was. I think they knew that it was go- it was a bit on the uh, funny side, a bit on the goofy side. Um, but I think it's a genuinely good movie. Most of the series, actually, was good. It fell off a bit in the third and fourth. I kind of like the
0: fourth one with DiCaprio.
1: Yes, it was a surprisingly good performance by Leonardo DiCaprio as a young teenager in Critters 4. Of course, Leonardo DiCaprio was
0: always a good
1: and yes. <laughs> especially in Summer Island. I meant surprising that he was actually in Critters 4.
0: Well, no. I mean, if you, most most bigger Hollywood names do have movies such as the Critters in their uh, early careers. Um, looking over Leprechaun, which is
1: That's a good point. Leprechaun, another movie that knew it was canopy. Good movie. Though the best one in the Leprechaun series I think was so bad that it was good was Leprechaun Back to the Hood. Well Leprechaun 4 in the Hood, actually.
0: Okay, uh, it was something that was good but they if they didn't know they were being camping, then there's no stupid people in one?
1: Well they might have known. They might have been taking on a black exploitation camp.
0: Let's not, let's not, uh, get over here. It's in the I
1: don't think they were trying to do anything. Okay, uh, next movie. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Good movie, or so bad that it's good? It's an excellent movie. They knew exactly
0: what they were doing, the acting is good, so you know that it's not so bad it's good, because in those types of movies, like, 10 minutes more space. You get lousy, everything's lousy. The starts lousy, the acting's lousy, the directing's lousy. But the clones, on the other hand, everything is perfect. It's just they throw other little slow stuff in there.
1: So that was intentional camp. I agree that the camp was intentional, but that does not make it a good movie. For me, it falls in the so bad it's good. And now they're actually talking about a sequel. A sequel or a reboot? That would be interesting to see, especially since it's 30 years later. Uh, Next 80s camp movie is Conan the Barbarian. Okay, Conan the Barbarian. Genuinely good movie. I mean, they knew what they were getting into with Arnold Schwarzenegger barely speaking English at this point in his career. Over-the-top acting. It's just a great movie.
0: You know, I mean, Schwarzenegger is a good choice for that because he's over top in the beginning, but the character of Conan in, in the original stories is he's also over top. He's, he's kind of the he's like the the if you it way.
1: Which is why I think it's a generally good movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing with the Conan in the movie uh, it's not it's not based on any specific story, but it captures all of the uh, the main elements that appear in the story, such as the giant constrictor model.
1: Next in the 80s camp is the movie Chud. I think, great movie.
0: Yeah, this is the one one going to Cold Classic Space, where so they knew exactly they knew how to keep it in uh, They went ahead and did it anyway. Actually, what I think the, as far as Cold Classic movies kind of underrated compared to some of the others.
1: Extremely underrated. I mean, it, it's got a, a small cult following, but, uh, Compared to some of the other movies out there, it's a relative unknown, I think. Um, I think the thing that most surprised us when we watched it was the appearance of a young John Goodman. True that. Uh, Flash Gordon. I
0: haven't seen
1: it. Okay, we'll move on to the next one. What about The Toxic Avenger? Well,
0: you know, anything that trauma makes is going to be intentionally. It's pretty much a bit of that.
1: They literally wrote the book on it, which I rented at the library, and it's a really good book. <laughs> uh, Toxic Avenger, I think, is just um, straight up, over the top. Um, it doesn't get better than this in the form of camp. And they, when they, knew, they knew what they were doing with this movie. Yes, it does. <laughs> we'll have to agree to disagree on that point. Okay, next up, the 1980s Star Trek movies. I'm gonna skip number one because I think that's just a train wreck. Well, when did that come out? Uh 1979, I think.
0: No, let's not skip it. Let's not skip it. Okay. okay. I I think it's it doesn't it doesn't get its its big as soon uh, it deserves. A lot of people talk shit about that movie, but it, it had a good concept
1: with Vger. Uh V'Jur, good concept, badly executed, badly directed. Um
0: It's it's overshadowing by the if the Wrath of Khan hadn't been as good as it was, I think there would be the one kind of thing
1: that actually is. That is a possibility, but I think they're all overshadowed by the Wrath of Khan, uh, even though my personal favorite is number four, A Voyage Home. I
0: thought your favorite was The Search of Spock.
1: No, no, no. Always been A whole Voyage Home.
0: So, oh. okay, Doc, uh, Genies, as far as Star Trek goes, is
1: epitomized by Yes, and that's why I love it. You have Spock in a headband covering his Vulcan ears, and you have Chekhov talking about nuclear vessels,
0: and you have a showdown on the
1: couple of on the bus, and you have whales, and going
0: backwards in time.
1: And I think the way they go backwards in time is more plausible than the way Superman goes backwards in time
0: essentially the same thing.
1: No, they, they had to do with uh, warping around the sun to create a wormhole, to go back in time. It was...
0: It was, was so similar that it could be said that one had off the other. had to do with going
1: around a planetary body, around a body in space. Okay, if you want to put it that way. But the premise of Superman was that he spun the Earth's rotation backwards. Which, you know, wouldn't turn back time, it would just spin the rotation backwards, and time would go opposite directions. That is for a fact, Mike. I believe it's... I believe it's a fact, yes. On an entirely different pace, it's like about time travel movies. What are the best time i movies? Mm-hmm. Definitely the Back to the Future series.
0: Don't forget the Langoliers, though.
1: The Langoliers is good... I wouldn't put it up there as the best of the, uh, time travel movies. Uh, let's not forget the time machine.
0: Well, hold on, hold on. Only Stephen
1: King can come up with the concept that
0: you go back in time. Peter's gonna devour time. And uh, that there is no
1: past and there is no future. It's only no the present moving through the stages. I agree. Only Stephen King can come up with a concept that crazy. Uh, what about the worst time travel movie? Michael Cretan book. Yeah, yeah. Timeline by uh, Michael Crichton was a terrible movie. Great, great book, book, terrible movie.
0: Okay, this is true, but that's not anything. Well, neither is, um.